listening to Psychology NCERT Class 11th and 12th with Dr. Kavita Bhargav. Welcome back. I am Dr. Kavita Bhargav, India's leading psychotherapist. In this episode, we'll be continuing part 3 for your chapter number 7, Social Influence and Group Processes. I will be talking about cooperation and competition, Sheriff Samakam experiments, social identity, intergroup conflict, nature and causes, and conflict resolution strategies in this episode. In this episode, you will learn the answers to questions like some from the previous episode for sure because I left it incomplete and i'm covering that here so i'm not going to talk about those questions again so what you will be learning from this episode the questions are what is conflict what are the determinants of conflict at the individual level mention any two strategies that can reduce conflicts how altering perceptions reduce conflict how group conflicts can be reduced define social identity mention two important influences of group mention characteristics of persons in the in group mention characteristics of persons in the out group what are the some causes of intergroup conflict think of any international conflict reflect on the human price of this conflict describe various strategies for the reduction of conflict so these two are the long descriptive ones so let's hear the next episode part 3 of chapter understanding cooperation and competition people interact with each other in different context some with cooperation others with competition whenever a group is formed with certain shared goals and motives we call it cooperation the rewards of the group are not on individual basis but as group rewards but when people try looking at their own personal benefits or gains then some kind of competition will set in like for example if in a corporate the end goal is to make a manufactured product but each one each department is dependent upon the other one like for example if production is not done assembling cannot happen if assembling is not done marketing and sales cannot start their own work so in order to do the marketing and sales of the finished product or the distribution of the product then we need to have assembling and production in alignment with each other but if they keep looking at their own personal gains like production would say i am getting less than the marketing people while my labor work is so strong while the marketing people are still waiting for the product 
here in the production there is a strike now what would happen you will never reach the end game which is selling of the finished product so kind of competition is there between two different teams or individuals simply because they turn towards their selfish gains or individual rewards while if it is a cooperation thing then all the teams will work in a alignment with each other to reach a desired goal let's take up another example to understand the phenomena of competition and cooperation in a 100 meters race between six people only one can be the winner success depends on individual performance so this is a kind of individual benefit zone while in a relay race the victory of collective performance of the entire team or all the members of the team will decide how the team is performing that's a collective performance so duish investigated cooperation and competition within the groups some college students were given certain groups of five persons each and were required to solve puzzles and problems one set of group which was called the cooperative group were told that they would be rewarded collectively for their performance the other group was called the competitive group they were told that rewards will be given for individual excellence the results showed that in cooperative groups there was more coordination there was more acceptance for each other's ideas and members were more friendly than those in the competitive groups the main concern for the member of cooperative group was to see that the group excels together but if somehow competition enters between the individuals or a group then conflict disharmony competition between groups may increase within group cohesion and solidarity there is a very famous game called prisoner's dilemma in which two people or two parties are faced with either cooperation or competition and depending upon their choices both can win or lose so this game is basically based on the anecdotes so two suspects were quizzed by detective separately like they were put in different rooms and then the detectives started asking questions the detectives had only enough evidence to convict them for a small offense separately they were offered a chance to confess like they could have told okay i am guilty if one would say i am guilty or one confesses the other does not the one who confesses will get no punishment while his or her confession will be used to convict the other person with a serious offense if both confess the punishment to both will be mild if neither confesses each will receive a light sentence now this is a kind of conflict between motive to cooperate and motive to compete now you can imagine what would they choose we do not know if one says okay i am guilty the other gets a severe punishment if both of them are saying um we are guilty then both will get a mild punishment if none confesses then a light sentence will be given so let's understand determinants of cooperation and competition yeah it is just a game so there is no um, final uh, 
outcome of who won or what they decide. So you can use this prisoner's dilemma game in various other games, like giving points for your performance or doing some task. What do you expect? What outcomes would you see? Why do you expect it? And what reasons do you give? All that decides upon whether you are in a competitive zone or a cooperative motives. Now, determinants of competition, cooperation. So what are the factors that decide that someone will cooperate or compete? The first one is reward structure. Cooperative reward structure is one in which there is a promotion of individual. Each beneficiary of the reward gets a promotion and reward is possible only if all contribute. While a competitive reward structure is one in which one can get a reward only if others do not get it. This takes me back to that famous um, video that is being shared where one child is autistic and there is a race going on between um, many athletes. When they see, okay, there is an autistic child there, all of them lift up the child and cross the winning line altogether. That's cooperation. The team wins. Of course, this is a rare example. But if in a given situation, we reward in each individual based upon the performance of the entire group, then that would give us cooperation as compared to individuals winning the game. Like a race with all people are there, normal health, and they are competing with each other. So if that's the reward structure, then the human psychology is to grab that reward instead of uh, keeping others ahead or together. The second point is interpersonal communication. When there is good interpersonal skill and communication, then cooperation happens. Communication is something that facilitates interaction and discussion. As a result, you learn about each other and you have more of empathy and you start cooperating with each other. Third is reciprocity. That means if you do something for the person, that person returns the favor. They feel obliged. So initial cooperation may encourage more of cooperation in return. While competition may provoke more competition. So if, if somebody is there competing with you, you will definitely compete back instead of cooperating with that person. If you help someone, someone else helps you. But if someone refuses to help you, when you need help, you would not like to help that person also. Of course, this is um, an old example, but um, a lot depends upon the internal traits of the person. The other day, let me quote my example. The other day, um, there is this parking in front of the organization with which I'm working. The parking is a government parking and a contractual task is there with some contractor but the guy who collects the money for the parking he is absolutely rude person now if there is a rude person and you reply back rudely that situation will elate or increase so what happened was i went there parked my car i did not know that this is a government parking thing and he asked me money for parking and the money was not 20 30 rupees for the entire day it was uh, 80 rupees and I was like okay if this much I have to pay like every day for parking in my own workplace then that doesn't make sense so I would rather confirm with the school authorities and figure out how much do I need to pay so I did not pay and he started abusing me I maintained myself calm because I knew 
if i reply back rudely i will not be respected or my peace of mind will go of course slightly i was disturbed even after talking to him politely and going back home who would like it like if somebody is talking to you in this manner but reciprocity you know idly uh, yeah of course after my situation got settled i could see him fighting with two more people that's reciprocity so if you are in mind science and if you understand human behavior you would step back and try to resolve or cooperate instead of competing but that's okay idle responses is a tooth for a tooth a slap for a slap that's how it goes no help for no help so these are the three important determinants of cooperation and competition now let me um, explain sheriff's summer camp experiments where um, a group is formed from in group to intergroup competition and finally intergroup cooperation happens so sheriff was someone who conducted a series of experiments on 11 12 years old boys and they did not know each other the boys were attending a summer camp so the researchers were examining the boys behaviors and the experiment had four phases the first was friendship formation second was group formation intergroup competition and intergroup cooperation in the first phase the boys arrived at the camp they spent their initial time together they got to know each other mixed freely with each other and they chose their friends for the games and other activities this was about friendship formation then came in group formation here the boys were divided into two groups by the experimenter now the groups were to live separately from each other they were not mingled up members within the groups got engaged in cooperative projects and this increased their group cohesiveness the groups were also named differently and over time they formed their own norms if you remember here the five stages of group formation so that norm stage also happened the third came intergroup competition where both the groups were brought into several situations where competition was to be given to them and uh, there were certain matches that were organized between both the groups they competed with each other a kind of tension hostility against each other as a group was starting to build up and they started calling each other the names at the same time the in group cohesion loyalty that became very strong so the sense of belonging happened but the other out group was thrown apart i mean there was a tussle with them intergroup cooperation was the final stage now the experimenter sheriff he reduced the hostility by giving them tasks that were only to be completed with superordinate goals the superordinate goals are uh, goals in which cooperation is required like one cannot work without getting the help from the other now when the superordinate goals were set between the groups like the water supply of both the groups were disrupted members of both groups helped each other to overcome this now this intergroup cooperation phase reduced the hostility and this resulted in the development of superordinate goal that is a goal to which personal goals were subordinated so this uh, research uh, shows that um, antagonistic and hostile behaviors can be generated by group situations at the same time hostility between the groups can be reduced by focusing on superordinate goals which are important and beneficial to both the groups alike 
Now let's understand social identity. So um, in chapter two, I suppose we talked about um, personal individual identity and a social identity. Like when you think about who am I? Am I a good sports person? A good psychologist? Um, Happy-go-lucky person? All these are my personal traits. But at times I also identify as person who is a part of a group of clinical hypnotherapists or trainer. That's my social identity or um, a psychology expert on the board. So at times you can say this is in person I am. That's your individual or personal identity or personal attributes. While at times you see yourself as a part and parcel of a group. And you identify with that particular group and that forms your social identity. When India wins the match, what elation do you feel? That's because you belong to the country India and you feel proud and elated. Now social identity is that aspect of our self-concept which is based upon our group membership. Like as a group, where do we stand or what membership do we have? And it forms an important part of our self-concept also. So it places us in situations where we can tell exactly what, where we are in a larger social context and thus helps us to locate ourselves in the society. Like if you are studying in a particular school, then you have a belonging of that school. You internalize the values that are being taught in the school. And you strive to fulfill the motto of your school. Like with me, Sophia College and School have the motto, Seek ye wisdom. Till date, I remember it. So it was all about knowledge and getting wiser. So your social identity provides members with a shared set of values, beliefs and goals about themselves and about their social world. And once you internalize the values that are your group values, this will help you coordinate and regulate your attitudes and behaviors. Like when I talked about the school example, you may work hard for your school if there is an intergroup competition on poster making or debating because you are representing your school. If it is a state level championship, you would definitely like to represent your state there. The group with which you identify yourself becomes the in-group to you, while the others are out-group. The only negative aspect to this owning of group is you show favoritism to the in-group people as compared to the out-group and you begin to devalue the out-group. The devaluation of the out-group sets in the basis for inter-group conflicts. On this note, let's understand what are intergroup conflicts, what is the nature and what are the causes. Conflict happens when there are um, interests which are opposing to each other. Both try to contradict each other. This intense feeling of we and others or we or they as we call it leads to intergroup conflicts. The set of belief systems or values of both the parties stands differently. And you may prefer your own interests over others. Like you may say, okay, um, we believe in not eating non-vegetarian food. And this becomes a prime value to you. So that prime value may increase so much so that you may discard the others who are non-vegetarians. 
and the opposition oppositions may happen and you know in our country we often have religious rights you can get aggressive in a group as compared to you being individual individually you may feel okay this is not a right topic to fight for but in a group that group think phenomena happens and yeah the conflicts may en- escalate and you can understand the human price for them the wars the victories the defeats human cost of a war is beyond all of that there are some major reasons for group conflicts one is lack of communication or faulty communication for both parties so if there is no communication there will be no trust and suspicion will be all around and this may result in a conflict another is relative deprivation of one group or intergroup conflict may happen when one group members start comparing themselves with the members of another group then they may feel we do not have what they have what we desire and so a group conflict may happen this may lead to feelings of deprivation and discontentment which may trigger off the conflict another could be one party's belief that it is better than the other and what it is saying should be done at any cost and when this doesn't happen both the parties start accusing each other small differences can also be magnified at such a situation you may not respect the norms of the other group and when you feel the other group is not ex- respecting our norms then the male violent intent may set up again intergroup conflicts you may have a desire for retaliation for some harm that is done in the past that could be another reason for conflict then there could be biased perceptions at the root of most of the conflicts like we and they feeling biased perceptions of life the research has also shown that when acting in a group people are more competitive as well as more aggressive than when they are in their own zones so group start competing over scarce resources like territory money respect esteem all of that is lost when you perceived inequity then intergroup conflict may happen equity is distribution of rewards in proportion to an individual's contribution like if some person is working for 10 hours how much is he earning if you're working for 15 how much do you earn so your rewards upon your contribution equal to your friends rewards over their contribution if this is equal there is no conflict but if you perceive injustice or bias in this then conflict may happen like you know um may in many organizations your qualification can be little higher your experience can be little higher but when others see you working less or uh, equal to them and they feel they are paid less then they may pinpoint at you for inequity because there is no equal distribution of reward and contribution here of course they do not understand the value of experience that you carry or the degrees that you have conflicts between certain groups may give impetus to a series of social and cognitive processes so in group polarization happens you can't stand the other group at all this may result in coalition formation of like minded parties thereby increasing the apprehensions of both the parties resulting in misperception and biased interpretations and attributions so group formation matlab char jane jo ek jaisa soch rahe hai wo apni party alag hi bana lenge and agar char parties hain to unka ek coalition party different rahega and 
इससे यू नो मोर ऑफ एप्रीहेंशन की सामने वाला क्या सोच रहा है मिसपरसेप्शन मिसकम्युनिकेशन वो सारा रिजल्टिंग कॉन्फ्लिक्ट यू विल गेट लाइक कास्ट क्लास रिलीजन रीजन लैंग्वेज ग्रुप्स ऑल ऑफ दैट कैन गिव अस सोशल इवेंट्स इवल्स विच वी हैव बीन टॉट सिंस द वेरी बिगनिंग गार्डन मर्फी ही रोट अ बुक कॉल्ड इन द माइंड्स ऑफ मैन and he stated in this book that most conflicts begin in the minds of men and then they go to the field such explanations from structural group and individual levels can be okay remove from such explanations so explanations of such conflicts can be at the structural group and individual levels structural conditions like people get high rates of poverty economy and social stratification inequality limited political and social opportunities etc group level talks about social identity realistic conflict between groups over resources and unequal power relations between groups this can lead to escalation of conflict while at individual levels your personal beliefs biased attitudes and personality characteristics they are the determinants for intergroup conflicts this may also end up into continuum of violence and um, psychological changes and destructions are possible results and actions of the same dush identified following consequences of intergroup conflict so communication becomes poor from words they do not trust each other and a breakdown may happen while suspicion can be the lead characteristics the group start to magnify their differences and start perceiving their behaviors as fair the others as unfair behavior so and so person is not good you know uh, it is funny to note here that um, in school i'm often seeing uh, an in group and out group or inter group conflict between parents and the other party is the children or their child it's funny each side tries to increase their own power and legitimacy as a consequence conflict keeps escalating from specific issues to much larger issues hardening of in group opinion explicit threats directed at the other group each group retaliating more and more and other parties also choosing to take sides may lead to escalation of conflict how can we resolve the conflict so let's understand the conflict resolution techniques or strategies as we learned from sheriff's example introduction of superordinate goals give them goals that can be completed only with cooperation this will reduce intergroup conflict because the goal is mutually beneficial to both parties hence both the groups would work cooperatively altering the perceptions so you can alter the perception of the outgroup by certain persuasion educational and media appeals portrays of group differently in society empathy for the other to taught from right from the beginning like like we may say you know we may have a general opinion that all pakistanis are bad no when you get to know people there they're just like indians all chinese are bad no some chinese can be good too most of the chinese can be good too right so when you give them education videos or you talk about their movies or culture and um, their conflicts their struggles you would find they are similar to you so this may alter the perception of that in group 
who are completely against the out groups start increasing the intergroup contacts like you know one group and two group one member is a member of the other group also few more members are the group of this group also member of a in group also right so the more contacts they would know get in touch with each other more they would know or neutralize the grounds of community projects and events so they'll be on a neutral ground with each other and would start appreciating each other point of view their stance redrawing group boundaries another technique is about redrawing the group boundary like creating conditions where group boundaries are redefined and group come to perceive themselves as belonging to a common group like um if there is a group of eight people here and eight people there take up four from here and four from there and let them be the members of the other group so that's how they would now redraw the boundaries certain negotiations this this can be resolved by third party intervention like both the warring groups can uh, figure out okay what are your expectations or what are the good points about the other and um, then a negotiation technique okay you do this and i would do this you land up here i would land up here i'll take two steps you take three steps you know so some negotiations or reciprocal communication uh, where agreement is made from both the parties will help us resolve intergroup conflicts the arbitrator or a third party is important person here so some kind of authority figure whom both the parties would listen to structural solution is another um, resolution technique where conflict can be reduced by redistributing the societal resources as per justice like equality need so equality is allocating equally to everyone need as per the need if you distribute the resources then allocation on the basis of needs will help resolve intergroup conflict and equity on the basis of contribution of members so if these three are structurally changed then of course the reduction of intergroup conflict may happen respect for other groups norms in a pluralist society like india it is necessary to respect and be sensitive to the strong norms of various social and ethnic groups so it has been noticed that a number of communal rights between different groups have taken place because of such insensitivity but if you start understanding okay you are this and these are your cultural norms and you got to follow this similarly other can have also a different culture and certain norms certain ethics right when you start respecting each other's norms also celebrating the festivals then the intergroup conflict can be reduced so this was all about chapter 7 and of course your third episode of chapter 7 let me quickly recap what i shared here in this episode under competition and cooperation i talked about reward structure interpersonal communication what is reciprocity social identity in intergroup conflict the reasons discussed were lack of communication relative deprivation respect towards norms of own group more other party does not respect norms of my group a desire to retaliate or take a revenge biased perceptions scared resources and perceived inequity that may result in intergroup conflict 
then i talked about conflict resolution strategies where we can reduce the conflict using superordinate goals altering perceptions increasing intergroup contacts redrawing group boundaries negotiations where mediation and arbitration can help us reduce the conflict respect for the other group's norms may reduce the conflict and structural solutions where any of these three can be restructured like equality need and equity through distribution of resources based upon these three may reduce intergroup conflicts so this is all about chapter 7 i'll see you soon with chapter 6 now and till then take care of yourself you can get in touch with me through instagram or the facebook group instagram handle is um, dr kavita bhargav the facebook link is there in the description of this episode looking forward to hearing from you or reading from you thank you for keeping me motivated for asking me time and again to create another episode till then take care of yourself stay in happy learning happy healing sayonara <music>